Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. How's it going? Same as it was last time. <laughs> Because we are recording four episodes right now. <laughs> yes, we are. So, you know, what that means is that I'm going to tell you one thing about where our downloads are, and that'll be good as of the beginning of October. And then, then you won't hear from me again as to how we're doing on the, the download goal until it's passed. Yeah, after the birthday. November 3rd. Yeah. yeah. So you want to open with that? Uh, sure, why not? Why not? <laughs> So we're, we're just over 26,000 downloads. We're on track to be at close to 30,000 downloads by the end of the month for my birthday, which is 10,000 shy. Help. Help. <laughs> it's my birthday. Help. So Kelly's, <laughs> so for those who don't, don't recall or haven't heard that episode yet or the episodes we've talked about, it, Kelly made a birthday wish that uh, as of her birthday, which is the beginning of November. My birthday is November 1st. First. Okay. So the first. The beginning of November, she wanted to be double the downloads as when she made the request. So we were at 20,000 then. You wanted to be at 40,000 by November the 1st. And we're going to be a little bit shy. Yeah. <laughs> About halfway there. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to need some help. <laughs> we're going to need some promotion and some help to get those additional 10,000 downloads in the next couple weeks here. But let's... Let's keep our hope out there. It can happen. It, it can, can happen. happen. I have my thinking cap on and my manifesting on. So exactly. We'll and you were, you know, we were just talking about some of the different places that are listening to Spirit Tripper right now. It's really getting listens in places we never expected, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, there's there's somebody in Kuwait listening. 
And in an Islamic republic that I can't pronounce, uh, Oflan or Olfan or something. Yes. I think that's good. (laughs) I've never heard of it, but hi. Hi. I'm glad you're listening. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. All right. So we have a question from Ken Matson, who we we've had on the show as a listener profile. Yep. And Ken has asked you, what is alchemy? Now, he wants to talk about alchemy. He says, what is alchemy traditionally and how can we view it today in the present? Right. And you and I talked about it before the episode started. And I was like, eh, I have a basic understanding of alchemy, but I am not an alchemist. So I can talk about spiritual alchemy, which is what we do. So what is al- so let's let's sort of define for the listeners what we're not going to talk about just in terms of a <laughs> high level thing and then and then go into maybe a little bit of what we are. So what is alchemy in a general sense? Alchemy is literally the act of turning lead into gold. That's okay. that's what alchemists do is they are doing physical transformation. Okay. Alchemy has a state in it known as the archaeus. Okay. And it's A R C H A E U S is archaeus and the archaeus is literally the liminal state between physical reality and spiritual reality okay it's the manifestation point if you will and henry david thoreau made that wonderful quote build your castles in the air and then come back and build foundations underneath them (laughs) and they meet at the archaeus okay that is the sum total of what i know about alchemy right there okay So if you're an alchemist and you want to come on the show and talk about actual alchemy, (laughs) call me. (laughs) So we're going to talk about spiritual alchemy, which is the turning of the spirit from lead to gold. Okay. And a lot of people in the spiritual community will say that that is the ultimate goal of actual alchemy. And I have spoken with alchemists who are like, "Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So so I don't want to I don't want to expand that, that that misconception. Literally what I do, what Kathy does, what our coaches do is we do spiritual alchemy. And so uh, when Ken says, well, how can we use it in our everyday life? I'm going to talk about it from that perspective, because, you know, most people aren't going to spend the time it takes to try and figure out how to turn actual lead into actual gold. I know I wouldn't. Right. Um, you know, if you're a chemist or, a, you know, you, you really love this stuff, knock yourself out, go, go research it. It's awesome. But not my deal. Uh, but I will do anything it takes to find my happiness and to share that happiness with others, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what spiritual alchemy is about. It's about mining your soul. It is about about walking through initiation processes in order to come to a new space of being, new state of being. So in life, we get a lot of chances to do spiritual alchemy. Okay. If you sit and think back in your life, Just, you know, take a minute right now, think back in your life to the major transition moments, those moments where a choice made in either direction changed your life forever. Oftentimes it's, you know, when we choose which college we go to or or whether we're going to college or not, when we get married, Mm -hmm. when we get divorced, you know, major life decisions. If you had a massive car accident, that can be a a life-changing moment. Um, or if you had a diagnosis that was a problem, that can be a life-changing moment, a death in the family. These sorts of things are the, the universe providing us with opportunities to choose to change okay. by disrupting what is true. So one of the things that, that we hear about all the time in technology is disruption, disruption, disruption. 
disruption means that there's this constant state of wow in in technology it's like trying to learn the new shit every five seconds makes me crazy <laughs> but but it doesn't leave technology time to solidify and calcify and this is one of the biggest problems with organized religion is that it calcifies because it's solidified into a belief structure and then became dogma right and spirituality as a whole tends to be a more fluid and personal process if you go back to Aleister Crowley or Crowley, people call him, but it's Crowley rhymes with holy is how he used to do it. Yeah. So the actual pronunciation is Crowley. Uh, one of his core tenets in his belief structure was the disruption of your comfort zone on a regular basis. And I've been answering a huge number of questions recently on Quora about what does it mean to get out of your comfort zone? What does it mean to be uncomfortable? What, you know, how to, how does one do it? That sort of thing. And you're never going to be doing spiritual alchemy unless you're getting out of your comfort zone. Right. In fact, if you're not out of your comfort zone, you're not doing anything. And I know I've said that before. And, and Crowley was all about disruption. He was all oh. about breaking the the norms and the standards and and what is defined. Absolutely. And the irony is that right now there's a lot of followers who are looking at what he did and just doing what he did as dogma, which is treating it as a religion as <laughs> yeah. dogma. And he would be pissed. <laughs> he would be so pissed because that was not the point. Right. right? <laughs> this is the thing is that when you are, and if you go into advanced Tantra practices, actually uh, a lot of them are about doing the things that are uncomfortable and a lot about, you know, embracing the sacred and the profane mm -hmm. and, you know, really challenging yourself to to expand past your current reality. And so, you know, I've done this in a number of ways in my life. I've grown as a function of it. It does more than just make you uncomfortable and then give you a new version of comfort. What it does is it expands your capacity to adapt. And the more adaptable you are, the more experience you can hold and okay. the more experience you can hold, the more perspective you can get. And so, you know, there's that old story from, I think the secret where they talked about, you know, Cortez and his ships coming to South America and the, the people on the shore couldn't tell what they were. Right. Because they had no point of reference for a boat that big. Right. So they literally just couldn't wrap their heads around what it was they were seeing because they couldn't, they had no context for it. And this is one of those things where the more you expand your perspective, and this is why the shaman of the group was capable of saying, no, those are boats, mm -hmm. because the shaman does a huge amount of work in expanding perspective and in increasing adaptability. And, you know, I, it's like my friend David. David Franklin Farkas used to say to me, he's like, some days I think all of the training that we get is just so that we don't freak out when the weird shit shows up, you know? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I totally agree that that's exactly what it is, right? Because weird shit shows up all the time, right? Exactly. So spiritual alchemy is the act of giving yourself these choice points. And the universe provides them to us from the outside in, in the ways that I talked about. But you can also choose them for yourself. Okay. So you can choose to do something unusual, right? So for instance, uh, a friend of mine took me to the fetish flea market at one point and I was like, Ooh, okay, I'm a little intimidated, you know? <laughs> and this was long before Fifty Shades of Grey, guys. <laughs> this was long before that. And uh, I was like, I'm a little intimidated. I'm a little scared. I need to go and do this. 
and figure out what it's about. And so I approached some people that felt like they were safe and, you know, got engaged in this process of going to this club and learning about it and whatever. And I spent a good five years in the BDSM community, just trying to wrap my brain around why people would choose to do this yep. and, and finding what they found in it, you know, to, to expand my perspective, to go, ah, I get it. Yeah. Now I see the value. Now I see why they do it. Now I see. And and I found out I was actually intuitively good at it. Mm -hmm. So clearly I had a past life experience (laughs) that I was drawing on. But once I once I integrated it and understood it, then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm good. And and I wandered off. Right. Because, you know, it was for me, it was about expanding and stretching my understanding of, of reality. And so sometimes it's about walking into a space that's a little scary for you. And you notice I said I found people that I thought were relatively safe. Safe. Yes. Right. I was very careful and discerning about how I stepped into that world before I did it. Sometimes it's about walking into a retreat that might be challenging. Right. And that's what I did every year at Lumensgate when Kathy was running Lumensgate. I was like, yeah, I want in. I don't even know what it is, but I want in because you're going to stretch me and make me see things differently. And they're going to give me initiation points that will will cause me to go, about myself and my life and and yes it's juicy and yummy and i want it right yeah and you know sometimes it was painful and sometimes it was hard and but it was always useful right and that's an interesting point sometimes it's painful sometimes it's hard but it's always useful that's that's that idea of that meme and i think we might have talked a bit before where there's two figures sitting at a table on one side is a figure that's that's labeled growth and on the other side there's a figure labeled comfort and they're talking to each other and one says to the other this just isn't going to work and it's this whole idea that growth is not necessarily comfortable in fact it's not even not necessarily it's never comfortable because in order to do it you have to go through some discomfort to get out of where you are in your normalcy of life to be able to uh, to step into that new self yes absolutely And again, I say, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not doing anything. Right. You know, spiritual alchemy is literally the act of expanding yourself. Okay. And when we say going from lead to gold, I'm not saying that you suck now and you'll be better when. Right. What I'm saying is, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm fairly certain we talked about this with Kathy. Kathy talks about this idea that your spirit is this artesian well. And that over time, we throw garbage in the well, and which are our coping mechanisms and our limiting beliefs and, you know, mm-hmm. our stories and whatever. And eventually, it gums up the well. And that's when the spirit becomes leaden. Okay. Right? Because it's, it's stuck. Yeah. And the act of spiritual alchemy is to clear out all the garbage that's gumming up the well so that it can burst forth once more and become gold. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's more to it and I can't remember what it was, but she'll correct me later. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yes, that's the general concept of, of spiritual alchemy is the, the act of pulling uh, out all the stuff that has ingrained in you so much that you, you really believe it's who you are, mm-hmm. but it isn't. And when you get into this at a really deep level, it becomes what I refer to as foundational deconstruction. Right. So at the core is foundational deconstruction. And that's the point at which there's things about yourself that you believe to be true. Mm -hmm. I'm a great cook. Yeah. But unless that's really a foundation piece on which you build your reality, you're not 
pulling out a foundational piece to pull that out. If somebody looks at you and says your food is crap, right, and you're just a cook at home, you'll be like, yeah, okay, well, I thought it was pretty good. Tell me why it's crap, yeah. right? But if you're a chef at a restaurant and someone with authority and, and you defined yourself yes. as a chef and someone with authority, like, you know, Robert Irvine comes in and says, this is why your restaurant's failing is because your food sucks, right? Yeah. That's going to shake your identity. Yeah. It's, a, it's a core foundational piece, right? So it's really personally dependent upon which items are foundational and which aren't. Because it's how you define yourself. And that's the key point there, right? It's it's a definition of self that you've created, that, that piece that you've said, this is my identity, that I've tied this thing to who I am. And when that piece gets pulled out, that's where it really rattles people's existence. Yeah. I would even say that I would say that the the pieces that are foundational are the things that you have tied to your belief in your own value. Okay. Okay. So I am valuable because mm -hmm. I'm a great chef and I have a restaurant, right? Yep. In that scenario. Uh, for me, when I went through foundational deconstruction back in 2002, 2001, somewhere around there, one of my core beliefs about myself was that I did everything to a very high level of completion and that I made sure everything was perfect. And that is how I've created my value back in the day. Right. Was by being perfect, mm -hmm. by being right. And when I went through my foundational deconstruction, I ripped everything out. And then I sat with it ripped out for three weeks and ran into some walls, literally, because I didn't know where my edges were. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I had a lot of bumps and bruises at the time. I did a lot of stepping out of the shower with shampoo still in my hair because I couldn't do rote tasks and process what, what was going on in my world at the same time. But when I started to put it back together again, uh, partly consciously, partly unconsciously, I sat and I went, okay, foundation is complete. And I looked at it and I went, <gasps> because the cornerstone, the cornerstone of my foundation from before I took everything apart was I do everything perfectly. Yeah. And when I looked at the new foundation, it wasn't there. Right. It wasn't anywhere. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was sitting off to the side. Right. It didn't make it into the foundation at all, much less as a cornerstone because I had decided to let myself be human. <gasps> Novel concept. And, and this is different than that idea that you took the engine apart and put it back together and had screws left. And you're like, well, crap, the engine's going to fall apart again. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. This is about making a choice, a different choice in this case, about how you want to hold up your castle in the clouds, what that right. foundation is for that. And you're making the choice that this block isn't necessarily as important as I thought it was. There are other things that are more foundational for the person that I want to grow into. Exactly. That's been part of the issue mm -hmm. as we've gone through this process is, you know, you have to really be willing to let go of some core beliefs about yourself if you want to grow. Right. Because, you know, one of the things we talk about in, in the Mastering Spiritual Evolution program is, you know, the person that you are today is the person who is having all of these experiences that you don't want to have. Right. And if you don't want to continue to have these experiences, I mean, if you if you go to personal growth, you'll get some coping mechanisms to, to change how you deal. But if you want to not actually have the experiences, 
rather than just dealing with them differently, uh, then you have to change who you are. Okay, Kelly, you got to talk about that for a second. How okay. can, if, if people are having experiences, mm-hmm. how do they make a choice to not have those experiences? How is, is that simply a choice to be different that you don't have the experience? What type of experiences are you talking about? So let's say you're anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. You're constantly on edge and you feel like the world is out to get you. And that even when things are going well, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Okay. Let's take that example. And you're always waiting for somebody to like come at your face and find something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. That is coming from a place of needing to be perfect. Okay. Right? Control. That you'll, you'll need yeah. to be perfect if, if that's the case. And when you can give up being perfect and choose to be human instead, give yourself permission to be human like everybody else, then you will relax. And if you get something wrong, oh, well. Right. Right. And, you know, life goes on and it's not a heart attack and the world didn't end and you're not going to be suddenly ostracized or humiliated because something went wrong or whatever. They'll just laugh it off and move on. Right. And because everybody around you is human too, they'll laugh it off with you. Right. It's when you set yourself up to be perfect that people will come down on your head like a ton of bricks when you make a mistake. It goes back to the whole idea of giving these things power over you by feeding into them. I think we talked about it when we talked about triggers earlier in the series that our triggers are only... Uh, triggers because we give them the power to be once we remove that power from the trigger and this is this is sort of in that line of transforming ourselves from one state to another is a uh, conscious decision to change how we see things as well it seems like yeah well it's not just how we allow ourselves to react because you're still having the initial feeling right it's about you know changing how you see yourself changing how you define yourself Mm-hmm. And I, I threw that out sort of blithely and said, oh, well, you know, it's just this. Yeah. And it's really not that simple. Right. And that's that's okay. the point I was trying to get to. This isn't, a, oh, okay, I changed, I changed my thinking now and I'm all better. It's not like that. Right. It's a lot and of work. If it were that simple, everybody would do it yesterday. Right. Right. So it's really not that simple. And a lot of things are really interconnected. And there's a reason why it takes a whole year to get through the Mastery Spiritual Evolution Program. because. Yeah. It's not that simple and everything's interrelated and it's all woven together. And so you literally have to unravel it. Even the MSE program is a, is a condensed version of just life transformation in general, which you said before, it's like 10 year, uh, normally it's a 10 year process that you've compressed into. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you're lucky to find all the pieces and if you are open to doing the transformation. Yeah. And that's really, if you can overcome the resistances and if you can recognize the resistances to overcome them and then overcome them. And if you can not freak out when the process of change takes you into the empty space because you got rid of something and you have the new thing hasn't arrived yet. And, you know, if, 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 right. then yes, it'll take you 10 years. Yeah. That's the challenge with spiritual alchemy. However, the reward is amazing. Yeah. Because, you know, I haven't felt anxious and I can't remember how long. I mean, even even on an airplane in heavy turbulence. Yeah. I don't feel anxious. I'm just like, hey, plane will go down or it won't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it I is have or it isn't. I have no control over that. So there's no point worrying about it. Right. And I literally don't worry about it. Right. Because I know how to release control. Right. Which was I was like the world's worst control freak. Let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) 
was like, I'm going to micromanage you with an inch of your life, you know? <laughs> and, you know, I figured it out. Go figure. It took me 20 years, but I got there. But, but, you know, this is the thing. And so, yes, it's, it's challenging and it's brain bending mm-hmm. and it's confronting right. and it's emotional, but it's also freeing. Right. It's that whole and the truth will set you free piece. Right. All right. So pulling all of this back together, because it's about time for us to wrap up here. We started talking about alchemy, which is sort of a, a science which existed in Europe. It started in Europe in uh, whatever like medieval 1500s. times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 1500s. And it I'm was the whole idea wrong. of physical transformation of materials. It was, uh, you know, purifying materials and that sort of thing. And, and the example we always hear is lead into gold. So there, there is a magical construct to that as well. It wasn't, yes. it wasn't simply chemistry. It was al chemistry, alternate right. chemistry. And so the, well, we sort of. You knew more about this than I did. You should have. <laughs> so, where we took it was this concept of spiritual alchemy, which is this transformation of the soul, of the spirit, from this leaden, heavy, weighted down with all of the the things and defense mechanisms and all the stuff we throw into the well that you talked about, and bringing that to a place of. Um, I don't want to say enlightenment because we're not quite there, but sort of a place of, of um, change and transformation and growth um, in that gold state that we want to bring ourselves to. Yes. Cool. All right. I thought that was a fun episode. I don't know if oh. we touched on what Ken, what Ken actually wanted. I don't know if he was really looking for the recipe of lead to gold, but I think that, that we sort of hit on it here because it, more important than physical gold, it might be there our sense of self that we get yeah. from the spiritual alchemy. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we talked about the fact that the universe provides you with different choice points, right? Right. You know, you've heard me promote my retreats over the year. That's in actuality what we're doing at these retreats is we're creating an environment in which you have the opportunity to do the transformational process. Right. We, we create a, a space of choice point for you. You choose how deep you want to dive. You choose whether or not you want to go there and you choose what you want to become. Right. And, but what we do is create an energetic and emotional context for that transformation to take place. And we act as the initiators to, to help you step from one to the next. This is what you talked about before with finding, finding a place that are people in the case of the BDSM community, that safety, right? The people who felt safe to help lead you into it. That's what those retreats are, is creation of right. a safe space for you to integrate and, and to be part of this. And that's why the, they are part of your MSE program as well, is because yeah. that's part of the work that you're doing is these transition points. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that is all that we're going to talk about today. Uh, you know, we're at time here, but just a couple of quick notes as always subscribe and rate. We want, we want you to let the world know and share subscribe, rate and share. So wherever you're listening to, 40, to it, help Kelly get to her 40,000 birthday, uh, go to kellysparta.com, K E L L E S P A R T A, kellysparta.com, where you can get all kinds of information about what Kelly has going on. Subscribe to her mailing list, sign up for discovery call. All of that stuff is available on kellysparta.com and of course incredibly importantly we want you to join us on the spirit tripa podcast after party 
Facebook group where you can ask questions, you can interact with other listeners, you can interact with hosts and guests and all of that stuff that you might have an interest to do. It's all there. Bonus content is going there. Kelly's putting the episodes on uh, YouTube right now. We're, we're gonna, yeah, I think the first 17 are just basically an image of the, the show logo. But after that, they're going to start to include video. So you're going to get a lot of cool stuff and the content is going to be available in that group as well as on the YouTube channel and, and who knows where else. Everywhere, really. Yes. Worldwide, <laughs> as Worldwide. we've proven from the beginning of the episode. Exactly. Yes. All right. Do you have anything you want to say to wrap up here on spiritual alchemy? Don't be afraid. Don't let, don't hand, and we're going to go back to the episode we just did, which is, you know, don't hand over your power to fear. Right. When you don't hand over your power to fear, you have the ability to grow and change and expand and, and live a better life. Right. Cool. All right, folks, that is all that we have for this week, but be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, so I leave behind a little fear. Spirit Sherpa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.